Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. To my bed crimers, hi, how you doing? Hope you're having a great day. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out my channel. Let me just ask that after listening to or watching the video, if you find you enjoyed it or learned something, do me a favor, smash that like button and consider subscribing. Also, if you appreciate my work, please consider supporting the channel with a Patreon membership. Now, let's dig in. Not so much a question of skill, he was desperate. That is what the authorities are saying about the now-captured fugitive from justice, Danello Cavalcante. Cavalcante has finally been captured after eluding the authorities for two weeks in Chester County, Pennsylvania. He was in custody for having murdered his ex-girlfriend in 2021 in front of her two young children. He used a sharp object to inflict 38 wounds. Cavalcante had also done it a man in Brazil in 2017 and had escaped to the United States to avoid prison time for that. But let's get back to his capture. The capture occurred in the early morning hours of Wednesday, and the use of infrared heat sensing technology allowed a pilot to spot him. Although he tried to crawl away through thick brush while carrying his stolen 22, a canine dog named Loki sniffed Cavalcante out and held him so that law enforcement officials could safely secure him. The dog bit Cavalcante on the scalp. The authorities are are saying that it's not a significant wound. It looks fairly significant in photos, but apparently scalp wounds tend to bleed a lot. The guy looked very thin, he looked weary, and he seemed to have a hard time walking, as I predicted last night. He was indeed clomping around in large work boots. Were those the stolen work boots from the porch? I bet so. They looked like they were way too big for his little pads. They also looked heavy, so perhaps in his state of fatigue at that point, he just couldn't walk efficiently in them. Here are all the details of the capture as gleaned from a press conference this morning. I'm sharing portions of that press conference in a separate video in case you want to watch it. First, no shots were fired during the capture, not by Cavalcante and not by the authorities. It all started shortly after midnight Wednesday morning. First, a burglar alarm went off at a residence near Prizer Road within the perimeter law enforcement had set up. Authorities investigated that, but did not find Cavalcante. It then brought tactical teams closer to that area. They had been searching in a spot not far away earlier that night. The encounter involved a helicopter tracking the fugitive. FLIR technology, which is airborne infrared thermal imaging, a fixed-wing aircraft from the DEA, a police dog named Loki, as I said, drones, and between 20 to 25 tactical officers. At close to 1 a.m., the FLIR technology picked up a heat signal that the teams began to track. It was west of PA 100 and north of Prizer Road. Tactical teams converged on that location where the heat source, meaning Cavalcante, was moving. But then a lightning storm rolled in and it interfered with the activity. The lightning caused the aircraft to have to depart the area. Tactical teams made the decision to secure that area as best they could and hold it through the storm and until a 
additional resources could be brought in along with more aircraft overhead. Activity resumed early this morning and shortly after 8 a.m., tactical teams converged on the area where Cavalcante was hiding and presumably sleeping. He was in a prone position. There were between 20 to 25 officers. Surprisingly, they were able to move in very quietly and had that element of surprise in their favor. Cavalcante did not realize he was surrounded. Once he did notice that, he tried to escape by crawling through thick underbrush with the stolen 22. That's when the El Paso Border Patrol tactical team, known as BORTAC, helped to surround the fugitive. They had a canine with them, named Loki, as I said. They released the dog. Some Pennsylvania State Police, or PSP agents, were also there helping to surround the fugitive. The dog, quote, subdued Cavalcante, who is said to have struggled with the dog. This is why he got that wound to his scalp. Team members from both Bortac and the PSP immediately moved in to secure Cavalcante. He continued to resist. I'll give it to him. He never gives up but he was forcibly taken into custody. It was said that the authorities' first preference was to take him alive, but they would have gone the other route if necessary. Cavalcante was then transported to the Avondale Police Station for further processing and hopefully a bath. Sorry, but he looked like a wet rag, and I can only imagine what he smelled like after two weeks on the run. He was also to be interviewed at the station, but that requires two things. One, his willingness to answer questions, and to an interpreter, as his primary language is Portuguese. He was wearing dark pants and a stolen Philadelphia Eagles hoodie, which the governor says he will replace from whoever it was stolen from. Officers eventually cut the shirt with scissors and examined a tattoo on Cavalcante's back. I'm assuming that was done to 100% identify him. At some point, foil blankets were given to him. I'm sure he was likely exhausted, cold, and hungry. No one yet knows how he managed to obtain water during his two-week adventure. We know he stole some food early on from one residence, produce from a farmer's market. I have heard that fresh veggies are hard to come by in prison. The authorities said Cavalcante tended to avoid traveling by day during the two weeks. He only moved during the day when he was forced to, to try and avoid capture. His pattern was to travel in the late evening, and then it would appear he slept. A photo op with Cavalcante was taken. Some people have criticized that. Lieutenant Colonel Bivens said he had no problem with the photo op, and that the officers who captured Cavalcante had worked so hard to get him, and they were proud of their achievement, rightly so. Cavalcante will ultimately be sent to a state correctional institute, where he will be housed and begin to serve his life sentence for the murder of 33-year-old mother, Deborah Brando. It's unclear if Cavalcante will face additional charges for this escapade. He already has that life sentence without the possibility of parole. It sounds like his mother will be a upset to hear he was captured alive, she told reporters yesterday that it would be better for her son to ask God for forgiveness at this time and then to die so that he would not have to suffer a life in prison with an attitude like that.
that, it's no wonder her two children think it's okay to evade justice at any cost. The authorities said that some people had attempted to help Cavalcante during his two weeks at large, including his sister Eleni. They did not name any other people. She is now in custody and in the process of being deported back to Brazil. Bye-bye. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. I suspect the authorities are going to keep Danilo Cavalcante in the most secure cell they can find moving forward. Though, you know, this is the kind of guy who, if he can, will dig a tunnel from his cell to a location outside the prison fencing. Just saying, keep an eye on him. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories, if you enjoyed this video, please smash that like button, consider subscribing, and I'll see you next time.